This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, yesterday we named uh, Christopher Ray, FBI Director Christopher Ray, the biggest weasel, the biggest lying scoundrel in the uh, Biden administration. I think that title lasted exactly 24 hours or less than 24 hours because uh, nobody is going to compete with Merrick Garland, this loathsome attorney general who testified before the Senate yesterday. And I'm not sure they're going to be able to identify the body after the beating he took. It's always, you know, we talked yesterday about how you're uh, online. If you're on Twitter, if you're on social media, you see these beatings every day in the subways in New York or in St. Louis. So you see kids in school or on the school bus getting beaten five on one in the boys room. Uh, I think we saw one of the great beatings uh, televised beatings I think I've ever seen yesterday when this little weasel, uh, Merrick Garland, and uh, I, I think forever we owe Donald Trump, oh, sorry, we owe Mitch McConnell a debt of gratitude, even though I hate him, because he kept Garland off the Supreme Court. That's a good thing. Uh, he was hired, he was named Attorney General by the Biden administration for one reason only, because he's a vindictive, hateful little man, and they knew he would go after Trumpkins. They knew he would go after pro-lifers and Catholics and anybody else that they have declared the enemy. They knew he had no morals, no scruples. They knew he was vicious and aggressive. And he's proved to be, he's, he's lived up to all that in the last two years. We have seen him jail pro-lifers. We've seen him uh, take away anybody in Trump's orbit, any lawyer, any advisor in handcuffs, in leg irons. It's uh, he's he's been out of control for two years. He remains out of control, but at least he gets forced to testify on occasion. And that was the case yesterday under oath in front of the Senate. And it was just one guy after another taking their shots at him. Josh Hawley was great. Ted Cruz. He's the best at this. I'm so glad he's on my side because, man, he is vicious. He is smart as hell. He just goes in for the kill. Mike Lee does it a different way. He does it in kind of a laid back way, uh, but they all were really effective. And we got to see what kind of snake we have uh, atop the department of justice. And I think among many revelations we got from him yesterday, mostly lies, mostly he tried to avoid telling the truth about what he's up to, about what his, what his uh, uh, mission is. But I do think he uh, there was an interesting revelation when he talked about the difference between uh, the people who uh, uh, peacefully pray and sing hymns outside abortion clinics, those people who get taken away in chains uh, versus the people who firebomb Catholic churches or crisis pregnancy centers. If you want to commit a crime, if you want to commit political violence, if you want to commit terrorism, you got a little bit, you got a helpful hint, a pro tip from the attorney general. Make sure it's nighttime. Make sure it's dark out because the uh, FBI, the Department of Justice, which has a budget of billions and billions, the FBI has like 36,000 agents. They can't, they won't catch you if it's nighttime. That's the key. Make sure the sun has set. If you want to plant a pipe bomb outside the DNC or the RNC, they might catch you 
on videotape, but they will not solve the crime. They will not arrest you if you do it at night. If you're going to firebomb a church, if you're going to firebomb a crisis pregnancy center, just wait for the sun to go down, and that will completely throw the Department of Justice for a loop. This was amazing. I was wondering what he was going to say, because the disparity is overwhelming. If you're going to ask about a two-tier justice system, this is where you start. They uh, bring the, the, they throw the book at, they bring the full force of the federal government down on you. If you pray outside an abortion clinic, if you bomb a church, they're not going to do much. They've arrested two people. There's been well over a hundred attacks on churches and uh, pregnancy centers. They've arrested two people. They've arrested dozens, if not hundreds of people for peacefully protesting outside abortion clinics. Again, that's his job to carry out the political will of the Biden administration and do it without mercy, do it without equivocation, go after our enemies, protect our friends, their friends, Joe Biden's friends, Joe Biden supporters, bomb churches uh, with impunity. And I was hoping when, you know, we had, uh, when the Republicans took the house, I was hoping there'd be some, some fireworks like this, some, uh, some butting of heads like this. The Senate did it yesterday and it was glorious. You don't often get a snake like Merrick Garland to have to, 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 to held accountable. He doesn't often have to ask, answer questions. He, he doesn't have to have to explain himself, but he did yesterday and it was great. Let's, uh, Let's hear a little bit of it. We're going to get to uh, Joe. We're going to get to Biden because uh, we got a Biden cut that's just amazingly cavalier, amazingly heartless, cruel. We told you about the mother who lost two sons to fentanyl. Joe Biden had a little chuckle about that yesterday. And we're going to get to more testimony. There was some great testimony this week. Just amazing uh, testimony in in uh, in front of Congress, including from one Mar- Marty McCary. He's the guy who's been telling the truth about uh, COVID for three years. He's one of the uh, Bar- Great Barrington Declaration doctors who was targeted, who was suspended, who was canceled, who was who was uh, silenced for telling the truth. He gave an opening statement that's two two minutes long, and you must hear it. It's the most important testimony you will hear from an expert, from a doctor, about the COVID scam, about just what a weasel Fauci is. I guess we have to put him on the short list. Fauci, Ray, Garland. I think that's the first requirement if you're Biden and you're going to nominate someone or promote someone or protect someone. Just how big a liar, just how, how, how little conscience do you have? And the people he has working for him are just just insufferable liars. Fauci, Ray, Garland, these are not ethical people. And they are running the government. Hell, they're running over people who stand in their way. We can get to that. We have some, uh, we have a settlement in New York, the New York City cops with the rioters, with the Antifa and BLM scum that threw rocks and bricks at them and assaulted the cops. You're not going to believe what... New York City is going to do for these for these creeps. It's just mind blowing. But we'll start with uh, with Garland because he's just he's a terrible witness to begin with. You know he's not convincing. 
He's not confident. He's weak, like most of the people in the Biden administration, like Joe Biden himself, just weak. His voice is weak. His delivery is weak. And he, he comes across as a naked partisan. Again, that's his job. He's supposed to be blind. Justice is supposed to be blind. It is not. It is as partisan and vindictive and vicious as we have ever seen. I guess if I'm a hard left liberal and I'm a big Biden supporter, I like that. I want a, an attack dog. I want a pit bull like Ironhead. I want a pit bull who kills the neighbors. Well, that's what they got in Garland. But when he's forced to sit there by himself and testify, he just sounds like a, a, I don't know, like a college professor who's playing out the string, waiting to get his, his pension. And he just sounds pathetic and weaselly. He sounds dishonest. He is dishonest. But they held his feet to the fire pretty good. Let's listen to the first uh, cut, which is just remarkable. Again, you want to know why they haven't caught any of the people who firebombed churches? It's dark out. It's dark when they do those. Those uh, Christians who pray, they do it during the day. What do you want from us? It's dark. We can't catch people who commit crimes at night. Let's listen. Uh, as his, as Hauk's wife put it, a SWAT team of about 25 came to my house with about 15 vehicles and started pounding on the door and then had about five guns pointed at my husband, myself, and basically my kids. Um, this concerns me. Um, you know, Mr. Hauk ended up facing these charges, and not surprisingly, the jury acquitted him of that. I'm just wondering how, how it doesn't seem justifiable to me to have that overwhelming show of force for conduct like that. Um, in the meantime, in 2022 and for the first couple of months of 2023, DOJ has announced charges against 34 individuals for blocking access to or vandalizing abortion clinics. And there have, there have been over 81 reported attacks on pregnancy centers, 130 attacks on Catholic churches since the leak of the Dobbs decision, and only two individuals have been charged. So how do you explain this disparity uh, uh, by reference to anything other than politicization of what's happening there? The FACE Act applies equally to uh, efforts to um, uh, damage, uh, blockade uh, um, 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 clinics, whether a pregnant uh, uh, resource, uh, whether they are a pregnancy resource center uh, or whether they are an abortion center. It applies equally in both cases, and we apply the law equally. Um, I will say you are quite right. There are many more prosecutions with respect uh, to the um, um, blocking of the uh, um of the abortion centers, <laughs> but that is generally because they are, uh, those actions are taken in, uh, with photography at the time, um, uh, during the daylight and, uh, seeing the person who did it is uh, quite easy. Um, yeah, the, those who are attacking the pregnancy resources centers, uh, which is a, a horrid thing to do are doing this at night. Um, in the dark, we have put full resources on this. Uh, we have uh, uh, asked, uh, put uh, um, uh, rewards out for this. Um, the Justice Department and the FBI have made uh, outreach to Catholic um, and other uh, uh, organizations. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, God, that is your attorney general. Who was the second choice? What a pathetic performance. Uh, and I think if we were to have like a body language expert that say he's lying, um, um, uh, 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 you are a liar. 
you are a, a just a naked partisan who's out to uh, out to uh, attack, persecute enemies of the regime. This guy is f- dangerous. He is frightening, and he has just he has no soul. He's just like his boss. There's no soul there. I mean, he's talking about Mark Houck. A lot of the questions are about Mark Houck, the father of seven, pro-life activist who was uh, outside a uh, abortion clinic. And a guy, a pro-abortion uh, zealot, was harassing his son. He has seven kids, and he's harassing like his his ten or eleven year old son. And he shoved him. And the Biden DOJ, this this attack dog, Merrick Garland, wanted to put him in prison for eleven years. They took him to trial. The local authorities said there's nothing here. They dropped the charges. The federal government tried to put Mark Houck in prison for eleven years. He was acquitted. Thank God. I mean, every, any jury, any judge could see through that. But this is also the guy who has put January 6th defendants in prison without trial, without charges for two years. I mean, they've tracked January 6th people who, who just sauntered to the Capitol uh, for 15 minutes. They've pursued them to the ends of the earth and they are determined to put them all in the deplorable jail, in solitary, in jail, without charges, it's, I mean, it's, we're going to look back on this era and say, this was just so un-American. This guy's un-American is what he is. Justice is, is, is no longer blind. We have two more years of this snake, of this scoundrel uh, doing Biden's bidding. And uh, I guess every now and then he'll have to appear before Congress, appear before the Senate, and that'll be, good. that'll be great. That'll be fun. Yesterday was great. But nothing will change. Does he sound like remorseful? Does he sound regretful? Again, there's a pipe bomber who put a pipe bomb outside the DNC and RNC on January 5th. He's on video. He's on all kinds of video. It's in DC. There's a camera in every turn and they have no suspects, no leads, no arrests. A guy who tried to bomb, by the way, Kamala Harris was there at the DNC. He dropped a bomb where the uh, VP appeared uh, soon to be the VP, the nominee, and uh, no, no arrests, nothing. It's just so he's so dirty. You just feel like the whole thing is just corrupt. The whole system under this weasel is just corrupt. I'm going to enjoy these moments when these senators have their chance at him. Hopefully, it's a a regular thing. Hopefully, the media, you know, it doesn't completely cover up for him and. Uh, and help him. But uh, what else we got? We got uh, Holly Cruz. They all went at him. It was all, it was all good yesterday. And, uh, and I think that's the best they can do. Obviously they didn't win the Senate. They don't control the Senate, but uh, they do get their five minutes, Adam. Josh Holly is good at this too. Cruz is the best. I will say that there's nobody better. I don't think I've ever seen anybody better than Ted Cruz at grilling a hostile witness. But Holly, he came with receipts. He came with pictures and photos, and he was good. Let's listen to uh, the Missouri senator go at the Weasley attorney general. Go ahead. Which is that you're abdicating responsibility? I'm not abdicating responsibility. Then give me the answer. Is Do you think, in your opinion, you are the attorney general of the United States? You are in charge of the Justice Department. And yes, sir, you are responsible. So give me an answer. The FBI does not agree with your description. I'm not asking about the FBI. You are the attorney general. Give me your answer. Do you think that it was objectively reasonable and they followed your guidelines 
in sending 20 to 30 armed agents to terrorize these people? Yes or no? The facts I have, which are those presented by the FBI, are not consistent with your description. So you think it was reasonable? I'm saying the facts are not as you describe. What, that the children weren't there? That there, wasn't, that there weren't long guns there? That there weren't agents? What, wasn't, what, what do you dispute? What's the factual premise you dispute? FBI Be specific. FBI said they don't agree with your description of... Be um, specific. They don't agree with what? Of, of how many agents, of the agents who were there, and of what their roles were. They don't agree. Do you know That's the jury in this case acquitted Mr. Houck? I'm sure you're aware. Do you know how long it took him? I, I am aware, and we respect the decision of the jury. Do you know how long it took him? I don't know. One hour. <laughs> One hour. Philadelphia District Attorney declines to prosecute. The private suit's dismissed. You use an unbelievable show of force with guns that I just note liberals usually decry. We're supposed to hate long, long guns and assault-style weapons. You're happy to deploy them against Catholics and innocent children. Happy to. And then you haul them into court and a jury acquits him in one hour. I just suggest to you that that is a disgraceful performance by your Justice Department and a disgraceful use of resources. Oh, that was good. Uh, That's what we need. We need more of that. We need all these guys to dig in their heels and attack this snake because nothing is on the level. Nothing. And this is their only chance. Obviously, the media... They don't care. They're all in. They just, they'd just they love to see every January 6th defendant, every pro-life activist get executed on the spot. The media's okay with that. But at least we got a few fighters in the Senate willing to go after this guy and rip him to shreds, and that's what they did. And it was a great thing. Nothing will change. I mean, these guys went back to the office and said, hey, made it through another day. Let's find some more uh, pro-life you know, Christians singing hymns and drag them away in chains because uh, that's uh, that's what they that's what they're going to do. That's what they've been doing for two years. They're going to do it for another two years. And I guess uh, maybe at the ballot box, maybe we get rid of Biden. We can get rid of this bum too. Maybe someday he'll face charges. Maybe someday he'll there'll be so much corruption, malfeasance that he will face a jury of his peers. He should. What a what a just what a just an awful public servant he is. Just a disgrace to the office. Speaking of disgraces, uh, let's get to Biden. This 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 I don't know why this bothers me so much. We see we th- hear things from him every day that are just you know embarrassing. He, he humiliates the nation every time he goes before a crowd. Every time he goes to a podium. Every time he goes in front of a camera. We 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 chronicle it pretty well. Here we we keep track. We play you the hits every single day. He's stumbling and bumbling and lying and telling you no joke, no joke. Uh, you know we played yesterday where he's bragging about being a a civil rights activist, <laughs> which is a lie, uh, and he repeats it over and over again and says no joke. You think I'm kidding? You th- every time he says you think I'm kidding, it is a lock. It is a guarantee that he is lying. That is a tell when he says no joke or you think I'm kidding. That means he's lying. This isn't a lie. This is just a glimpse into the soul of our commander in chief. We've told you before what a soulless ghoul he is. The best evidence, the best example I've repeated many, many times is he has seven grandchildren. He says he has six. He hangs six stockings at Christmas. He mentions six grandchildren, how much he loves them. One grandchild, Navy Roberts from Arkansas, she's uh, 
four years old, I believe. She wants to change her name to Biden. And the Biden family is fighting in court to stop their own blood, their own daughter, their own granddaughter from taking their name. Joe Biden pretends she doesn't exist because her mother was a stripper and her father is a worthless crackhead. They pretend the girl doesn't exist. What kind of person does that? What kind of grandparent does that? They punish the child for the sins of the father and they do it just without, uh, without shame. And, and hardly anyone holds their feet to the fire and asks them, why don't you hang a socking for your youngest granddaughter? They don't because they don't, they don't like her. They don't think she exists. They don't care about her. The poor girl's mother had to go to court just to get her scumbag father to pay the bills to prove he was, uh, that he was the, the father. They punished this innocent child. That's what kind of person we have in the White House. But this is another glimpse into his soul. We told you about Rebecca Keys. Let me get uh, uh, Keesling. Rebecca Keesling. She's kind of making the rounds. She had two sons, Caleb, 20, Kyler, 18, both die of fentanyl poisoning. Uh, they were Patriots fans. They were from Rochester Hills, Michigan. She testified uh, before Congress uh, two days ago, and she was great. She's kind of making the media rounds, and she's telling her story. And I said this. I said yesterday, this is going to resonate because you put a face, you put real emotion to this scourge that, that Joe Biden is allowing, is encouraging. He opened the southern borders. He allowed the cartels to take control of the border. He allowed fentanyl to pour into this country. It killed 107,000 people last year. Fentanyl poisoning did. It's going to kill. It killed. Uh, it'll kill more than 100,000 this year. It's as 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 Mike Lee just tweeted. It killed almost as many people, almost many Americans last year as World War One did. <laughs> we lost 116,000 people in World War One. We lost 57,000 Vietnam. We lost 107,000 to fentanyl poisoning. 300 a day. A a jumbo jet crashing every day. You would think our president would care about that, even though lots of them, you know, they're they're trash. They're white trash from West Virginia and from Ohio. And those aren't his people. If this was happening solely in Martha's Vineyard or San Francisco or Rehoboth Beach, he might care, but he doesn't care. And I think this is a pretty good example of just how callous he is. He was in front of a crowd and uh, as usual, babbling, stammering, rambling about whatever. And he decides to talk about this. And apparently uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene said that uh, Biden was responsible for the deaths of these two young men, uh, Keesling kids, Kyler and Caleb Keesling. And uh, I guess he checked the timeline because they died in July of 2020. But which would be on his watch. But apparently somebody told him that the fentanyl came into the country before he took office. <laughs> Imagine the kind of person that checks the timeline says, Hey, that fentanyl came over the border when, before I took office, it's Trump's fault. Obviously he is shameless when it comes to blaming everything on Trump. Obviously that's the most important thing to him. Can I escape blame? Can, can I deflect blame? That's what he does. There's never been a, a president 
who is more determined to deflect blame, blame to pass the buck than Joe Biden. But to me, the, the thing, and I watched this like three or four times, this is a heartbreaking story. It doesn't matter who she voted for or who the, you know, it doesn't matter where they're from, whether they're white or black or gay or straight. These kids, 18, 20 year old kids thought they were taking a Percocet. They took a, a fentanyl pill and they died. Both, both sons for this poor woman. I didn't even know this. I found out yesterday. She, they're adopted. Their mother was a drug addict. She adopted these boys as, as little kids raised them and they both died the same damn day in the same damn hotel room. It's a heartbreaking story by any definition. Now watch the president tell me just how broken up he is by this, this just devastating, tragic story. Go ahead, play it. Oh, I acknowledge, but it's there. And, you know, a little bit of more Marjorie Taylor green and, a few more, you're going to have a lot of Republicans running our way. <laughs> Isn't she amazing? <laughs> Oof. Ours <laughs> the reason she was she was very specific. I shouldn't digress, probably. But she was, I've read she she was very specific recently, saying that. A mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. (laughs) (laughs) The fentanyl came in during the last. That's your impulse, your instinct. When somebody uh, blames you, the guy who opened the border allowed. Seven thousand, seven million illegal aliens to roll in, who allowed fentanyl to pour in, who allowed it to, to to spread across the country, killing hundreds of thousands of Americans. Your reaction is it came in during the last administration. God, what a ghoul! No emotion, no regret, no sorrow, no sympathy, no empathy. Just a ghoul. That's what he is. Just a heartless ghoul. All you had to do was be like. Uh... Uh, I heard that they, she thinks it's my fault. Obviously, uh, I didn't do it, but I'm going to do my best to reduce whatever. Like, he didn't have to laugh in her face. Like, that's, but think of this. Think of if, if those two deaths are on Trump because the fentanyl came in before January 20th, 2020, then the, all the deaths since then, in the two years since then, 2021 was when he was inaugurated, uh, all the deaths deaths since then yeah the kids died on his on trump's last summer in in july of 2020 he took office in 2021 two years ago so okay you want to blame trump for those two kids for those two guys good that means we blame you for the 200,000 people more than 200,000 who've died since if we're going to blame the administration, good, let's do that. That was Trump's fault. Somehow the fentanyl got in, uh, even though Trump tried to uh, close the borders, somehow the fentanyl got in. Well, the fact that he thinks it sits around for six months is also hilarious. Right. Well, but but let's let's move on. We'll, we'll forget about the two Kiesling boys. Let's talk about the other 200,000 Americans who died from fentanyl poisoning, fentanyl that came into the country through China, I mean, through Mexico, from China, Let's talk about the fact that you were in office for almost two years before you said the word fentanyl. By the way, he doesn't even say it right. He says fentanyl. It's fentanyl, Joe. 
and it's killing people and you don't give a damn. And then you are just, you are just a heartless, heartless old man. That's what you are. A cold, heartless old man. You hear the story and you think it's time to go into your, your, your Henny Biden act, your Shecky Biden. You're going to do a little stand up on the heels of this, this heartbreaking testimony from the mom. Uh, we're going to get to the mom because it's just, she, I don't know why she, it, it, to me, I said this yesterday, I feel like she's an important person in this, in this national epidemic, this, this scourge. And it's, it's a fight right now. It's a fight. I mean, obviously Biden wants an open border. Democrats want an open border. They don't care about the, the towns along the border. They don't care about the people of Texas or, or Yuma. They care about future Democrat votes, period. That's it. If it costs a quarter of a million Americans their lives, hey, collateral damage. It's about changing demographics. We've gone over this before. But you put a face on this. Obviously, I know I've told you we got a picture here of of uh, the kids, Caleb and Kyler, when they're Patriots jerseys, big Patriots fans. You know, they're they're real people. Biden doesn't care about them. He cares about that, cares about as much about them as he does about his youngest granddaughter. But this woman, uh, Rebecca Kiesling, she puts a face on it and she puts real anguish, you know, real pain to the story. Can you imagine the same day, the same night? Terrible. Both kids die. Both kids who thought they were taking a Percocet. I believe that they that's, I mean, if Percocet, if you have fentanyl pills disguised as Percocets, if you have Percocet, if you have fentanyl pills that are in rainbow colors designed to look innocent and, and fun to children, you know, the people making those are trying to kill kids. Period. A lot of it too has been uh, in cocaine that they don't, they're not, the people using it aren't aware it's in there. And then that's it. And, and, and they think they're just doing a line of cocaine. And next thing they know, their heart stops and they're dead. Mm-hmm. And it's coming through China by design. We've heard people testify to this. They know what they're doing. They're wiping out a, a generation of young Americans. It's the number one killer from Americans, 18 to 45. Kind of a big deal. I would think when you're going to talk about this, it might be time to put the one-liners aside, you know, put the, you know, the politics of you versus Marjorie to put that aside and talk about this and tell people what you're going to do about it. We'll get to mom, uh, uh, Rebecca Kiesling. She was on uh, Newsmax this morning. It was amazing. And we'll get to Marty McCary, another just incredible moment in front of Congress. And we'll tell you, what the New York City Police Department's doing about all those crazy George Floyd rioters that were that were destroying buildings and storefronts and beating people and injuring cops. Boy, they're really bringing, I don't think people are going to think, people want to think twice about rioting after we tell you what they're doing to those rioters who did so much damage uh, after the death of George Floyd. But first... Are you looking to protect your money from Biden's America? Well, right now you can get up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last just for taking action in today's uncertain times. That's exactly why I've partnered with a great company, Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, a 2022 company of the year with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last 
if you call them today. Qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Don't pass this up. Not while companies are laying off workers by the tens of thousands and Chinese spy balloons are drifting over our country consequence-free. Protect yourself from Biden's America and see if you're eligible for up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. Call 855-735-3740 today. That's 855-735-3740. I was just uh, you know, sitting, doing my usual morning thing, watching Newsmax, watching Wake Up America with a friend, Rob Finnerty and uh, Allison Maloney. And there she was again, Rebecca uh, Kiesling, mom who lost two kids. And uh, I guess she's going to take advantage of this opportunity. She's going to get chances to go on TV. I would do the same. You lose two kids. You listen Mm -hmm. to your president, make a joke about it. You listen to Democrats in Washington talk about whatever changing pronouns or, you know, other, other vital uh, forgiving student loan debt. And you say, what about us? What are you going to do about us? Kids are dying and you're worried about uh, the deadbeats with graduate degrees who can't pay their bills. Where are your priorities? So she appears this morning and she talked about, this was new, I believe her reaction to the president, her president joking, kidding, glib. This is the, this is the definition of glib. He was glib. You want to defend him? Say it was uh, just a he was attack on MTG. Fine, he was glib when talking about the death of an 18 and a 20 year old, two brothers killed by Chinese fentanyl that came over the southern border because uh, we just aren't doing enough to stop it. Let's listen to mom's reaction this morning. A testimony. Let's watch. She was very specific recently, saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that I, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> it must have been hard for you to watch that. Oh, what is the matter with him? Uh, it was a horrible human being. You know, even almost every Democrat on the committee offered me condolences. Like, they had the decency to do that. You know what? Honestly, if he thought that I was, like, a supporter, he'd probably be inviting me to the White House, you know? But instead, he sits there and laughs. You know, well, I'm in support groups with, you know, just thousands and thousands of parents who have lost their kids, and so many of them lost their kids under his watch during his presidency, when the numbers have dramatically gone up. And they're mortified. They're all devastated. Everybody's talking about in the group this morning. They're so upset that our president would laugh like that. She's so right. Two things. He is a horrible human being. She's right about that. And she's right. If she were a Democrat, if she were a devout Democrat, a Biden supporter, if she made that clear... I have no doubt she'd be invited to the White House. She'd be, he'd mention her in a speech. He'd bring her up on stage. You know, Kamala Harris would be offering condolences and and inviting her to lunch. And I mean, they would they would use her. Uh, but 
they just assume she's not a Democrat. I don't even know. She didn't say whether she was a Democrat or Republican, but I guess he just assumes it because she's there making him look bad. So she's the enemy and he's going to just laugh at her, at her anguish and her pain. What a friggin' ghoul. But we move on. We, we, we did. We're, <laughs> it's, it's a day that ends in Y. So we have another big whopper of a lie. This is, as, as I've said many times, there's lots of lies and lots of liars in Washington. I have my senior senator is, if there's a Mount Rushmore for liars, she's up there. Uh, George Santos is there now. I mean, Richard Blumenthal, there's, there's a whole list of these liars. But most of them, when they get caught lying, they like to move on. They like to just, I mean, Liz Warren doesn't go around bragging anymore about being an Indian. She got caught. She lied. No one except the Boston Globe will ever defend her. So she moves on, changes the subject. Richard Blumenthal doesn't talk about slugging it out with Charlie at uh, the Tet Offensive. He lied about fighting in Vietnam. I assume he likes to move on, not bring it up. Nobody lies, gets caught, the lie gets debunked, and then lies again, repeats the lie again like Joe Biden. It's a remarkable thing to behold. So he's been bragging about lowering the deficit. Even even his... uh, Supporters in the media, your CNNs and your PolitiFacts have said this isn't true. He brags about lowering the deficit. I mean, you could be a half a moron and and pay barely any attention to what's going on in Washington. You know he hasn't lowered the deficit. I mean, he's he spent $10 trillion in two years. Of course he hasn't lowered the deficit. Plus, they keep track of this. You know that? They do. They keep track of the deficit. It's $31.5 billion, a trillion dollars. And he can stand in front of crowds, in front of cameras, and say, I lowered the deficit, and say it with conviction. This guy is a sociopath. He can just lie and not give a damn if anyone believes him, not give a damn if anyone checks. Here he is once again bragging and whispering about how he lowered the deficit, which is a 100% lie. And everybody knows it. Go ahead. In two years, I reduced the debt $1.7 billion. $1.7 billion. The largest deficit reduction in American history. Okay. That's not true. Everybody knows it's not true. And by the way, he meant $1.7 trillion. And he doesn't even get that right. Even his lies are just full of gaffes, 1.7 billion. What good would that do? 1.7 billion. Oh God, what an embarrassment. What an absolute It's just an interest payment from Ukraine, 1.7 billion. I know, no no, kidding. No, yeah, Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, Ukraine. We're going to get back to Ukraine. Maybe we'll get back to Ukraine tomorrow. It's just, is, uh. Uh, Zelensky demanded we send our daughters to war yet today. I don't know. It's coming. It's coming. Something he does every day. We need to send our daughters to to fight for the Donbass region. Anyway, just a oh, quick update on my, I, I think it was an NBC reporter went to Crimea, uh, took the train, went to Crimea, gave him credit, did interviews on the street and everybody there considers themselves Russian. Everybody, they fly Russian flags. They consider it part of Russia. 
the Zelensky put the, the guy on the death list. He has a hit list of enemies of uh, the state. He put the reporter from NBC on the list because he dared go do some reporting, some journalism. That's not allowed in Zelensky's Ukraine. But I do want to get to this Marty McCary sound. I feel like uh, we have to do this. We have to take, we have to spike the football. We have to. I mean, we've talked for three years about the COVID madness, about the mandates, about the masks, and we have been fighting them for three years. We've been pointing out, God knows, reading, researching, doing, showing you the data. Everything the state, everything the federal government did was a lie. Uh, everything they did was was bad for the country. You name it. Closing schools, shutting down businesses, uh, masking children, forced vaccines. It's the, the, We're going to look back with shame on this two, three-year period and say, what happened to America? What happened to the land of the free? I mean, it is, it is frightening to think and to, to look back. We have this, this panel of doctors. These are the, the rebels, the guys who told you the truth. Jay Bhattacharya, Marty McCary, uh, these guys from the Great Barrington Declaration who declared almost three years ago that Fauci was a liar, that, that, that lockdowns were a bad idea, that vaccines don't stop the transmission, don't stop the spread. They were right about everything. And you know what the... Uh, you know what the federal government did? You know what big tech did? They shut them down. They, they banned them. They suspended them. They made them pariahs, even though they knew they were right. And the jig is up and these guys are getting, thanks to Musk and others, these guys are getting a chance to speak and call out the lies. He has a specific one, which we'll get to about what a scoundrel Fauci is. And these guys know, they know him, they know what he's up to. But I want to take two minutes because it's important because we've been talking about this for freaking three years. And uh, this was under oath in front of Congress. This is a really smart guy. You've seen him on, on TV, on Newsmax and Fox News. I'm sure he's not made many appearances with the mainstream media because they're complicit in this. But this is him talking about the whole COVID scam. And it's glorious. Let's listen. Thank you, Congresswoman. The reason this is even an issue is that it's embarrassing we funded the lab. If we had not funded the lab, 100% of Americans would say this is obvious, this is a no-brainer. The epicenter of the world is five miles from one of the only high-level virology labs in China. The doctors initially were arrested and forced to sign uh, non-disclosure gag documents. The Lab reports have been destroyed. They've not been turned over. The sequences reported from the lab to the NIH database were deleted by a request from Chinese scientists that called over early on and said, delete those sequences we put in the database. And two leading virologists, maybe the two um, top virologists in the United States, Dr. Michael Farzan from Scripps and Dr. Robert Gary from Tulane, told Dr. Fauci on his emergency call in January of 2020 when he was scrambling soon after learning that the NIH was funding the lab, they both said that it was likely from the lab. Both scientists changed their tunes days later in the media 
And then both scientists received $9 million subsequent in funding from the NIH. It's a no-brainer that it came from the lab. I mean, at this point, it's impossible to acquire any more information. And if you did, it would only be affirmative. So, so, so they say it came from the lab, uh, contradicting Fauci, making Fauci look bad because Fauci funded the experiment, uh, funded the research that led to the virus. Fauci... Fauci's lab partner created the uh, the virus that killed 7 million people. Two leading virologists say, obviously came from the lab leak. Fauci uh, makes a phone call. They change their story and they receive $9 million in taxpayer funds. How is this not the biggest freaking scandal in American history? We are still, well, I shouldn't say we, but some of the liars in the mainstream media are still putting Fauci on a pedestal. Still, I mean, you heard Karine Jean-Pierre two days ago said we, oh, Fauci, he's been great. He's been, he's working to save lives. At what point do we all say we got enough? The evidence is overwhelming. Fauci lied. Fauci paid for the research uh, in Wuhan. The, the virus escaped that lab, killed 7 million people. And, Fauci has been covering it up, lying, saying it came from natural origin, saying it came from the wet market. He knows it didn't. We all know it didn't. But it makes them look bad. It makes Fauci look criminal, which he is. He's a criminal. And, and we got all the evidence we need. We have these doctors, one after another, saying, of course it came from the lab. And we have the media and the comedians and the Democrats still covering it up. You know what? You're going to have to give it up at some point. You are going to have to give it up because uh, uh, time is not on your side. I think eventually, you know, in the next couple of years, we're all going to agree. Fauci is a scoundrel. Uh, the media lied to defend him, to protect him because they owed him because he helped defeat Trump. And uh, these doctors, I, they can't stop him from speaking anymore. They're speaking out. But uh, that was the uh, clip. Do we have time for the opening which I wanted to hear the two minute opening. Uh, McCar McCary, well, we'll play a little of it because this is how he started off calling the U.S. government uh, the biggest uh, purveyors of misinformation in the world. And he's so right. Sad as it is, to, I shouldn't say the biggest in the world. We have China. China probably would be the biggest, but hey, we're complicit. We're doing. Uh, the bidding of China. That's what the Biden administration is doing, protecting China. That's what Fauci's doing. That's what the media's doing. That's what Colbert and Kimmel are doing, protecting the CCP, which unleashed the virus to kill 7 million people. That's how despicable these people have gotten. But uh, let's listen to him start off his testimony. Go ahead. The greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. Misinformation that COVID was spread through surface transmission, that vaccinated immunity was far greater than natural immunity, that masks were effective. Now we have the definitive Cochrane review. What do you do with that review? Cochrane is the most authoritative evidence body in all of medicine and has been for decades. Do you just ignore it, not talk about it? That myocarditis was more common after the infection than the vaccine. Not true. It's four to 28 times more common after the the vaccine, that young people benefit from a booster, misinformation. Our two top experts on vaccines quit the FDA in protest 
over this particular issue, pushing boosters in young, healthy people. The data was never there. That's why the CDC never disclosed hospitalization rates among boosted Americans under age 50. The vaccine mandates would increase vaccination rates. The George Mason University study shows it didn't. It did one thing. It created never vaxxers who are now not getting the childhood vaccines they need to get. Over and over again, we've seen something that goes far beyond using your best judgment with the information at hand. We've seen something which is unforgivable, and that is the weaponization of medical research itself. The CDC putting out their own shoddy studies, like their own study on natural immunity, looking at one state for two months when they had data for years on all 50 states. Why did they only report that one sliver of data? Why did they salami slice the giant database? Because it gave them the result they wanted. Same with masking study. Well, the data has now caught up in giant systematic reviews and the public health officials were intellectually dishonest. They lied to the American people. Doesn't it, doesn't it bother people that you were lied to? It's amazing. If you were in a mask today, you should know they lied to you about that. If you're getting your teenager vaxxed, you should know they lied to you. The CDC lied to you. The best, the most outrageous example, I heard one of these doctors saying this, and they said, if you get a 15-year-old kid vaxxed because he has to for sports or for school, and he has bad reactions, real bad side effects, he has myocarditis, swelling of the heart, he's hospitalized. He gets in the hospital for a couple of weeks, a month, or whatever. He, 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 it ends up, he survives. He pulls through. It doesn't kill him. You know what they recommend when he gets out of the hospital and the, and the heart recovers? They rec- the CDC recommends a booster. <laughs> that you go in and get another shot of the drug that caused your heart to swell and put you in the hospital. The CDC they are the, the links they will go to sell vaccines are just unfathomable. There is no limit to the lies they will tell to get you to get the jab. And these doctors are American heroes. And it's just infuriating to think they weren't allowed to say this a year ago or two years ago. If they did, they'd be canceled. If you said this on social media, you'd be canceled. You'd be suspended. You'd be banned for stating the truth and calling out the the, the sinister uh, goals of the federal government, uh, the CDC, of that of Fauci and Burks and and the whole uh, lousy rotten bunch of them, it's it's wonderful the truth's coming out. But are we going to get any apologies, any regrets? No. Just just to my bad, my bad tonight. Tonight, there'll be someone on, you know, whatever, NBC News or Jimmy Kimmel or uh, Colbert, they'll be saying, uh, you know, go get vaxxed, you know, wear your mask. It's just remarkable how the propaganda, how the lies just keep coming. But what's the people? It's the people that got initially scared that haven't gotten over it is the ones that they're preying on. Because I remember at first I, I was like. When I didn't know what was going on, I was pretty like worried about it. But then you quickly realize, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'll be fine for the most part. You know, it's the people that are still. It happened. I mean, I realized on January, or say February 2020, uh, there was people were scared, confused. They didn't know. But mm-hmm. by April or May, if you listen to people like this, Marty McCary, Jay Bonacci, 
you knew, you know, it affected right. elderly, it right. affected the obese, the immunocompromised, you knew kids, kids weren't affected, kids weren't going to die, they didn't end up in the hospital, they didn't get sick, there was no reason to close schools, no reason to mask kids, no reason to shut down businesses, to shut down the entire U.S. economy. It was completely misguided, if not malicious. And now we know the guys like Fauci was, he was covering his own ass because he funded the research, but he was also making money, making a fortune. They had two goals to make money and to stop Trump. And they accomplished both of them. They're being exposed now. And I hope everybody wakes up. All right, we're going to move quickly. Let me do Shay. And then we're going to tell you about the, what's going on in New York city where they uh, have come out with a new, a new plan, a new way to encourage people to riot, to loot, because uh, you thought you might, you thought if you looted, you might get away with a, a pair of sneakers, you know, or a nice new uh, uh, you know, leather jacket or something. Oh no, it could be much more profitable. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. They got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. Is not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I, I think there's a lot of infuriating things in the news these days. God knows we've gone over a lot today. This could be the single most outrageous, infuriating thing you will hear for in quite some time. Uh, NBC News, Dateline, New York. New York City has agreed to pay more than 21000 each to hundreds of protesters who were surrounded, arrested, and subjected to excessive force by police during a George Floyd protest in 2020. The proposed settlement filed in federal court Tuesday said the city would compensate 320 people who participated in the protest. I would call that people who rioted. Broke the law. In the Bronx on June 4, 2020. In the filing, the city agreed to pay eligible class action members 21500 each as well as another 2,500 to each person who received a desk desk appearance ticket. Two named plaintiffs would receive another 21,000 service awards. It's amazing. Amazing. These are Antifa scum. These are BLM rioters, violent rioters. We were there. We, we, We watched every minute of it. It was on TV. These cops were under the gun. If they got a ticket, to appear at the desk, they got an extra 2500 So that means those people got $24,000 each. These rioters, these looters, these, these pieces of garbage, $24,000 each. The settlement's uh, up to $6 million. And this is so insane for a couple reasons. 400 cops were injured in these riots. The first two weeks in New York City after George Floyd, after... St. George died, 400 cops were injured. 
So these people hurt cops. Uh, many of them got arrested, got detained, and now they're getting $21,000 for their troubles. What about next time? These people are going to be like, I got to get out there. There's going to be money to be made. And this is a settlement. There was no opposition. You know, it was the Antifa scum and the BLM people. They were all suing the city. And you know, the people that work for the city, they're all a bunch of liberals. They're all a bunch of, you know, like-minded people. They said, hey, it's taxpayer money. Let's give it to these Antifa dirtbags. Uh, the cops are pissed as well. They should be. They didn't, they didn't do anything. I mean, honest to God, this is the, 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 they went easy on these people. They were destroying the city. Remarkable. And uh, all, another notable story from, uh, from New York today. This one made me laugh out loud. The New York City police are encouraging shop owners, store owners, business owners in New York. You know what they were asking them to do? To come up with a, a mask requirement Damn. for their customers? Not to wear masks, to remove them. They want store owners, restaurant shop owners to demand customers, to force customers to remove their masks because that's what criminals, criminals, as we've known for three years, are taking advantage of this, wearing their masks, stealing, shoplifting, robbing. Uh, In order to uh, better (laughs) prevent these crimes, they're demanding people remove their, we've come full circle. So if you go to a restaurant or a store in New York City, you are required to show your face. <laughs> I don't know why this made me laugh, but okay, you walk in, got your mask on, you're some paranoid, neurotic weirdo. Uh, excuse me, sir, can you remove your mask? What? We're going to die. Haven't you heard? There's a pandemic. Remove your mask, okay? It, it, it's a good move, let's be honest. Every time you see one of these smash and grabs or shoplifters, they're all wearing masks and they ain't, they ain't afraid of COVID. They're just taking advantage of the situation. So, you know what? If there's a big riot in Boston, I'm going to go. I mean, it looks like fun. Throw a brick, break a window and it might make 21 grand. Might get a payday. Yeah. If they give you a ticket, you make another 2,500 bucks. (laughs) Can't beat that. But it is just a crazy, crazy time in this country right now. Crazy time to be alive, but we will leave it there. Thanks to anything else, Ironhead. What am I missing? Uh, the only thing we missed was a little bit of Ted Cruz, but oh, Ted was great. He's always great. That's the smartest student Alan Dershowitz ever had at Harvard Law, and man, he shows it every time he gets his chance in front of the cameras. Uh, he can bring it in those hearings. But uh, Holly was good too. They were all good. Merrick Garland was a disgrace, as we all got to see. But uh, wait a day, there'll be someone else in the Biden administration who will. Uh, Give the give Ray and Garland a run for the money. Biggest weasels in the world are uh, calling the shots in the Biden administration these days. But uh, that'll do it. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.